Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to another episode today. I I know I say I'm excited a lot about these interviews, but today there is honestly something in my heart that is really, truly excited. Um, this is Sandy Murphy with us today. She is a, I mean, you're a veteran yourself, but you are a very experienced spouse. Um, you served for eight years yourself, right? Yes, almost eight years on active duty. Eight years on active duty, and then your husband's been over 20, or was was it like 28? We're, we're it? at 28. Oh, 28. Yeah, that's that's a lot of good experience right there. <laughs> um, but I have to tell you, listeners, I only met Sandy two times face-to-face, um, and the first time was at uh, the Chaplain Wives here at Fort Campbell. We get together and we have these little coffees and it's just a fun get together. There's some food and some drinks and we talk and then we do a fun game or something and go over any administrative things that we need. And Sandy stood up to talk for a while and I there is just something about her. She has this presence that is um, very accepting. But also you, you're just around her and you're like, she knows her stuff. Do you guys know what I mean? You know, like, and that is why from that first night, I was like, I need to have Sandy on the podcast because I think I, not, I think I know she has so much to offer you guys. So I'm very excited for her to be here today. Um, especially during this holiday season, she's going to talk to us about, um, going, getting through the holidays without our loved ones. And I'm sure you've had many experiences yourself, Sandy, in being yes. in that situation, right? Which yes, right now I your have. husband is gone and comes back. He is. A few days. We're excited about that. Um, so Sandy, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, your family, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I am Sandy Murphy. I am married to Chaplain Jim Murphy. He is currently the command chaplain for the 101st Airborne Air Assault Division here at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. I have three children, Matthew, who is 22, Anna, who is 21, and Joshua, who is almost 16. And we also have a dog, Tobias, a German Shepherd. And he keeps us busy. But right now, my son, Matthew, is on active duty at Fort Stewart. My -hmm. daughter married an Air Force cyber warfare security sailor soldier airman. Yes. (laughs) And they they live at Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri. And Joshua here is here with us at Fort Campbell. And he goes to Fort Campbell High School. And he is a sophomore at the at the school. And I, I stay at home most of the time, but I am a substitute teacher and I do volunteer work um, in the community. So that's mm-hmm. what keeps me busy. Yeah. And, and by volunteer work, I can attest 
by how much I like see you posting about stuff like this lady volunteers. She means like, it seems like it, you've got a, at least a part-time job's worth of things you do. <laughs> yeah. It's, I like to get to know a base where I'm at and the mm-hmm. best way to really get to know what a military base offers other soldiers and their family members is to actually get involved and find out firsthand not just secondhand. And yeah. that gives me, you know, a lot of times there are things you can get involved in that are just kind of a waste of time. And you're like, yeah, that was good, but I don't want to go back. I like to kind of filter through all that. So when I share that with other spouses, it's stuff that I feel was really valuable for your time. Yeah. That's a good filter to have. Well, let's just kind of jump right into it. I'm I excited isn't quite the right word for this podcast. Um, for other listeners who don't know, my husband is home right now. Um, he is scheduled for deployment. We don't have his exact orders dates yet, but we ha- I personally have a lot of friends whose husbands are deployed. But then I also have a good number of new friends that I've gained from this podcast whose husbands are police officers and they are scheduled to work on Christmas, either Christmas Eve and Christmas or just one of those. And so I really, I really wanted to put this podcast out because I know there are people who are hurting, who are just kind of dealing with all these emotions. So I want to kind of jump jump in this. So I've been an army spouse for over six years. We've done six years in the reserve and we just went active. So I've, I've had my fair share of special events being missed. Right. But like the holidays that I've only, the only holidays Austin has missed have been the first Thanksgiving when we were married and he was at basic training and we didn't get any phone call or anything that day. Cause that's the way basic training goes. <laughs> yes. And then, um, he's missed two fourth of July's, which for our family and like the holiday ranking, like there's Christmas and then there's fourth of July for us. Like we, <laughs> we really like fourth of July and like Thanksgiving's probably number three. And if I've personally in those six years heard numerous times from all kinds of waiting warriors, the sim, the similar phrase of, you just learn that the special day can be celebrated any day. And I really agree with that because he's also missed a ton of anniversaries or birthdays. Like we've, we've celebrated half of those on just different days because we've had to for trainings or whatever. But, but with a big holiday, I feel like it's, it's much more than just you and your spouse celebrating or even just you and your family like this time of year, it's a, there's this whole season wrapped around. It's not even just Christmas day, but for three to four weeks, there's lights, there's activities, there's driving around and seeing the lights, there's the buildup and they're not there. So what, what can you say to that? Is it still the, you'll learn over time and we just have to hope that in a few years, will kind of get there to that more comfortable mental space or should these type of holidays be approached differently? Well, it's, it's interesting that you ask. I go back like 
15 years for you. So 15 years ago, deployments were mostly no notice deployments. Right. Phone, phone calls came in the middle of the night. Your spouse got up and left and you didn't know if they were going to be back home in two hours or you'd get a phone call from the FRG three days later saying, come in for a briefing. So that's what used to happen. But since the war on terror began, most deployments actually come with a 90-day to a one-year heads up. Right. So in, in a lot of ways, it gives families a lot more opportunity to get prepared for that deployment. And I think getting ready for the getting through a holiday is a great way to kind of spin that off. So let's say for your, your instance, Michelle, you know, your husband's going to deploy. You don't know exactly Mm -hmm. when, probably for about nine months. Um, Some of them are three to six months, but usually they're about nine months. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of guess about which holidays you're going to miss. So to me, the best way to get through deployments is before the deployment, the preparation. Okay. So you want to kind of look at your family tradition. Every one of us is so unique. Our families are so unique. You married into Austin's family. Mm -hmm. He married into your family. And both of your families have unique traditions. And so you've had to bring those traditions kind of into yours and Austin's family, you two, and kind of figure out what are we going to keep? What are we going to throw away? (laughs) Yeah. And that can get kind of stressful for everybody because your mom and dad maybe want you there for Christmas. His mom and dad wants you there for Christmas. And you guys have to make the decision, what are we going to do this year for Christmas? So I don't think it's much different than a deployment is how do you deal with the holidays as a married couple, as a family with your extended family? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think you have to approach it like that with a kind of an agreement. Okay, you know, like you and Austin have to go, okay, Christmas 2019, let's say Austin's not going to be home for Christmas. So maybe not. Yeah. Right. But so what would you do to plan for that a year out? Maybe you'll go visit both families this Christmas, Mm -hmm. or maybe you'll start a new tradition and you'll ask both families to come to Fort Campbell to visit you here so they can see what a wonderful place you have and you live and kind of start new traditions because next year, what are you going to do? Right. And I think that's, it's really the preparation, getting together with your spouse and your kids, if you have them, and sitting down in your extended family and going, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. And we have to remember, as family members, we have to be sensitive to the military families. Grandma and grandpa on dad's side can't sit there and demand that everybody come to their house. And grandma and grandpa on the spouse side can't demand. And then the poor spouse who's left behind She's pulling her hair out because she needs to spend three days at this family on the East Coast and three days with this family on the West Coast. And now you've just increased the stress factor unbelievably. Right. So preparation is so important. What are you going to do and kind of have a plan? 
Yeah. So, so those that are in it right now, maybe they didn't get that opportunity to prep. So they need to figure out what's going to really provide them with the less stress. And sometimes you go, mom, I'm not coming back to Virginia this Christmas or dad, I'm not coming to California. I'm staying at Fort Campbell. I'll have the light on. If you guys want to come visit me here, it would be wonderful. And you just have to make decisions like that. And sometimes people are going to say, we can't afford that. We can't come visit you because everybody else, or maybe one of your families is having a huge gathering and you decide just to go to the East Coast and not go to the West Coast this year. Mm -hmm. But you have to make those hard decisions. Christmas is going to, holidays will be different, but I don't think they're that much different than actually when you leave your family and cleave to your husband or your wife and you make Christmas for you two or the holidays. Yeah. So just figuring out those traditions and what will, what will cause the least amount of stress for you. For you. Yeah. It's not about anybody else. Okay, that, that makes that, sense. Yes. So what would you, do you think that there is a way that we can best help our kids cope? Because, I mean, obviously older kids are fully aware. Younger kids are going to be, I know I've had moments where it's like, well, why isn't daddy here for this so, celebration thing? Right. So I've had the opportunity this past couple weeks to watch some military families go through that exact thing because Mm -hmm. we had an entire um, unit deploy right after Thanksgiving. And so they're not going to be here for Christmas. So I have, I've seen these families where they combine the Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday as one, and they have an early Christmas with the extended family before the soldier goes off and deploys. And now when the holidays come, one of the things that I used to do, you know, like, you know, you get those um, German advent calendars mm-hmm. where you open up a window and you get a piece of chocolate before yeah. Christmas. Well, that's what I would do with the kids. Because what I found, at least in my family, is when my husband was deployed and the kids were younger, that everybody sent us gifts. And if I waited till Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to open those kids' gifts, each kid would have like 25 or 30 <laughs> presents and it would be total chaos. And neither, none of them would appreciate the individual gifts. Right. They would just be ripping packages open and going, oh, yeah. great socks. Oh, great. Oh, look, this What's is what I want. Exactly. So what I would do is I would use like the advent calendar. And I would let them start opening presents before Christmas, like the advent calendar. And uh-huh. then they'd, they'd get one day, they get to play with that one gift. And mm-hmm. I told all the relatives, the kids are going to open presents early this year. Mm-hmm. So expect a phone call when they open up that present that you gave them. And so each day leading up to Christmas, the kids would open a present. They would call that grandmother or aunt or uncle or whoever, thank them for the gift, and they would have all day to have that gift. Mm. And so you kind of spread Christmas out over a period of time that kind of worked for everybody. For mom, it gave me like a day 
the whole month of Christmas, the kids were so occupied (laughs) with those extra toys that I kind of had a lot of time to myself. Yeah. Instead of that crazy wait till Christmas, Mm -hmm. wait till Christmas, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and the kids don't appreciate everything. Right. So that worked for us. Yeah, that had to have made Christmas Day even less stressful because it it can get very chaotic. Right. And, and we would yes, yeah. we would leave the Christmas present that Dad gave them for Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Oh, yeah, make it just that much more special. Yes. Okay, and so you you mentioned witnessing all these um, other amazing military spouses, um, and I'm sure you've seen even more than just this one unit throughout your career. Can you share with us other experiences that you've seen, um, what they did, maybe especially for those who just didn't have time to prepare, but then kind of pulled it together in in a sense. And I guess in what I mean by not prepare, but like didn't have the opportunity to combine holidays. Absolutely. I don't focus on the bad, mm-hmm. focus on the good. I think as adults, we have conversation amongst each other and our children are around and we just don't think they hear what we're saying. Yeah. And we have to be very careful that we're not building this huge emotional pitfall that, oh, dad's not here this year. It's just going to be a horrible Christmas. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I think I'm just going to shut the lights off and the kids and I are just going to sleep through Christmas and then wake up on January 1st. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't allow the bad of the deployment overcome the joy of Christmas, the, um, the true meaning of Christmas being around friends and family and definitely not spending it by yourself and isolating yourself and your children. Mm-hmm. So there's so much going on. Um, I always tell people, like I was explaining earlier, find out what the military base is doing where you're stationed. And oh my goodness, if you've seen all the posts that I put on the <laughs> unit ministry team, there's so much going on around Hopkinsville and Clarksville. Yeah. And, and Fort Campbell. And it's just, and it's just amazing where you have to kind of pick and choose. And that's what I would encourage people to do would be to pick and choose what they're going to be doing mm-hmm. and make sure that they have a plan with their kids and they let their kids choose. Hey, do you guys want to go to the Christmas parade in Clarksville? Would you like to go to the uh, the Roxy Theater in Clarksville and um, take part in um, the play that's going on? You know, all these different things that are going on. So mm-hmm. actually have have a plan. Utilize these resources all around us all these events that people are doing to help you get through the holidays. You, you can go out into the Fort Campbell and cut down your own Christmas tree, or you could have just drove through a a car lot parking lot and they were giving out free trees to soldiers and their family members. You could call up Campbell crossing. If you live on post, they'll help you hang your Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. The, um, the unit that you're part of, they'll have a Christmas party 
you go with the chapel. We went to the VA center. We went Christmas caroling and help and played games with the VA um, to the people who are veterans at the VA hospital. I mean, there's so many good things to do. Just don't look at the bad, focus on the good and how you can get your children to build memories but and take pictures of during those memories because right. that's that's how you include dad in it. Or mm-hmm. maybe you can Skype with dad or Facebook with dad while you're there and you can include your soldier who's deployed in the activity with you. And, and that's that's what the neat thing is about um, our media that we have that we didn't have a long time ago is. Yeah. There are opportunities that we can include our deployed spouse when we're out doing activities. We don't want to pretend he's gone and we don't connect with him. So not everybody feels sad. We want to include him and he wants us to include him because we all change. And it's important that he sees how each one of us are changing and we see and stay connected with him because he's changing too. Right. So we don't want that big time period of separation to become because he's changing, we're changing. We don't want to come back together and be on different playing fields. Yeah. Yeah. Be shocked. Like, oh, my goodness, you grow. You've grown six inches like my son, John. He's a sophomore in high school. And oh, my goodness. Not only he drives now because he didn't drive when dad was here before. (laughs) My daughter was living at home. Now she's married and not living at home. My son, mm-hmm. Matt, was in Korea. Now he's home from Korea. So we have to keep dad updated on everything that's going on in the family, not to overwhelm him, but to keep him abreast of what's going on and how people are changing and what's important in our lives. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, one more question I have about the holidays is, and, and you kind of mentioned this, like not focusing on the negative, but what would you say to a fellow waiting warrior whose husband is gone, they are struggling and feeling like the holidays are just really hard and they're just going to try to survive this year and wait for next year when their loved one will be home and will be better. But like, what do you, what do you say to that person who's just already in the the bad mentality of it or the hard mentality of it. I don't know where those, where they're living, if they're living near their military base or they're living where they're, if they decided to move home with family, but I would definitely say stop focusing on the negative. Okay. You need to get out and enjoy the season for your children and for you. Because Christmas is going to happen with or without you. Mm -hmm. And it is such a magical time of the year where you see people going out of their way to show the love of Jesus or just to show community love. And it's so important to get be part of that. And it's also important for you to go and show the love of Christ and the love of community to others. Because a lot of times if you can take your eyes off your situation and maybe let's say the VA home where we went and some Christmas carols to these veterans who are in the VA home here in Clarksville, my son and I went with a whole bunch of other kids from the chapel youth group 
And it was such a wonderful time to see these veterans hanging out with these young teenagers, playing cards with them, making Christmas cookies with them, just talking to them about life in general or asking them about their service to the military during Vietnam or during the Korean War. And you realize that, you know, these there's other people that are going through some of the same struggles that you are, maybe being alone during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So if, if we reach out to others, then then we, we're not alone anymore. Even though we may not have our spouse with us, we're showing the love of Jesus and the love of community by getting out there and and doing something for somebody else. Yeah. And would you say that's a good, because as you're talking about that, it kind of took me back to the first Thanksgiving um, when Austin was gone, the first Thanksgiving of our marriage when Austin was gone. And I was actually with family. I was at a family reunion um, on his side. Um, So it's like I knew almost everybody and I knew them pretty well and I was close to a lot of the people, but yet I was surrounded by 30 to 40 people, but yet I did feel very alone. But it sounds like what you're saying is a, is a coping mechanism or the antidote to that is to serve. Absolutely. Am I getting that right? Okay. Yes. And when you feel alone, you don't want to be alone because it's not good for our health and for our mental health. You need to be with other people, even though it's hard and maybe you're going to cry, but you know what? you have somebody's shoulder to cry on. Maybe you're not going to um, feel as happy, but you know what? Somebody could hold your hand through this. Maybe you're feeling like you're being shorthanded, but then somebody else can come along with you and go, hey, let's go out and have a cup of coffee and let's talk about whatever. And I think it's so important not to stay alone, to be around other people. I, yeah, I agree with that. I, I really appreciate everything you said. Again, I'm not, I'm not in this stance, but I've known many who personally are, and I've been, I've been in this position, and I, I wish I had listened to what you're saying before and known <laughs> what it was. So, last question: When I always ask, what is your key to thriving that you would like to share with your fellow waiting warriors? If I had to think of one thing that has been successful in the 26 years that Jim and I have been married is that to help thrive during a deployment, we must Mm -hmm. make preparations before the deployment. And for those of you who are, who know that there's a deployment on the horizon, I just highly encourage you to, I don't know, maybe Michelle's going to do another blog and her and I will talk about our podcast. We'll talk about how to prepare for a deployment, but prepare for that deployment. Sit down with your spouse while he's sitting by your side, have a meeting with your family while they're all there and make preparations on how, what are we going to do for the next nine months? And you don't have to iron it out to the level of detail, but what you're going to find out is that that decision to go to his family's house for Thanksgiving 
he made that decision with you before mm-hmm. he deployed. And so you're actually carrying out kind of solutions that the two of you have made to help you both get through the deployment. Because yeah. remember, on the other end, he's having a tough time too. And if you guys can solve those solutions beforehand, as you know, you're never going to solve everything, but you'll have right. a plan and a plan that you've come up with together is usually a very successful plan. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, I am going to take you up on that offer to do, we probably will have you on again and talk about preparing for a deployment, especially as Austin's will come up in the next few months. We'll definitely have you on again because we I like to take advantage of good resources so why not I would I would love to help you get ready for your deployment Michelle perfect well um thank you Sandy so much all you waiting warriors out there happy holidays merry Christmas and we will talk to you another time Hey everyone, I have a favor to ask. If you have enjoyed this podcast, can you leave a review and subscribe? I promise it just takes a second and that will help more people find this podcast. Also, I'd love for you to join us in our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash the waiting warrior, click groups, and then the waiting warriors. Until next time, have an awesome day.